It's about why are you doing this? What is the thing inside of you? What is the story that you can tell that allows people to know why this is meaningful to you? And have you used it? Have you navigated some specific challenge that allowed you to say, you know what, I want to fix this thing in the world? I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Robert Kennedy III. He's the president of Kinetic Communications, a minority-owned training firm. He has been called a dynamic leadership communicator, but at his core, he's a teacher and trainer. When he speaks, he challenges employees, executives, and business leaders alike to take accountability for their current setting and then to create a bigger future for themselves. His energetic presentations are infused with humor and keep his audiences engaged as he invites them to speak up, speak out, and lead well. Robert Poults from almost two decades as an educator, radio and media announcer, entrepreneur, and workshop facilitator to tap into his audience's needs. He has a mission to equip 1 million leaders with the ability to impact, influence, and inspire through communication and storytelling. So let's dig in to this episode. Hey, Robert, thanks for coming in and joining the show. My man, Janae, it is fantastic to be here, my friend. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, brother. So it's been amazing learning from you all the amazing things that you've been doing. But I wanted to bring you on the podcast because we've been crossing lines and we're, you know, we're hanging out in the same communities. We do similar things and, and, and what we love to do around technology and all the all the amazing things. So tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard of before. Wow, man, I think I talk a lot. So I don't know if anybody I don't know if nobody's heard <laughs> my, my journey already. Man, I'm some something that nobody's heard before. That is a tough one. I mean, my journey is, is kind of left, right, up, down, diagonal, right? Um, most people don't know some of the intimacies 
of it. So like when I graduated high school, oh no, so I'll start back with college. So when I went to mm -hmm. college, my intent was to be a doctor. And so I did, I declared med school, I did a biology degree, and then junior year, I, no, my sophomore year, I failed organic chemistry. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, this doctor thing, I don't know if I want to do that. And so I added, I didn't get rid of biology degree, I added a history degree. So I graduated from college with a double major in biology and history. Yeah, go figure that, right? Okay. So I, I, I did the history because I was thinking, yeah, um, maybe I might want to do law school. Here's the thing about a lot of us, and, and I am of immigrant parentage and immigrant myself. I was born mm -hmm. on the island of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And so our parents, the way that we're grown up as, as far as careers, they think very, okay, it's, it's this. It's like you get a job in this, and this is your title. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey man, and tell so me about it. I had I had to kind of figure out what made sense that would be acceptable mm -hmm. to my parents or at least so so I thought because and it's not so much that parents are bad or mean or they only want you to do certain things. Right. The thing that I didn't understand until I became a parent myself was that your parents kind of want to brag on you because bragging on what you do gives them a level of status oh, as hell well, yeah. right? So oh, yes. if they can't explain to other people what you're doing. It's kind of like, what the heck is your son doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, so, okay. So yeah, so I mean, I, I, I did biology and history. After I worked in the mental health field out of college for about three years. After that, I went into teaching. I was a mm. physics and biology teacher for seven years wow. in high school. And then I was a faculty in a biology department for an online university for two years. Underneath all of that, I started a gospel music promotions company, mm. a web development company. Mm. And then after I left teaching, I was a real estate agent for five years. <laughs> and Dude. so, yeah, yeah. And okay, so, wait, wait so, a minute. You are so young. How did you do all of these things? I, I, man, you do them concurrently. <laughs> okay, okay. Now that makes sense. Okay, you can do it concurrently. Yeah. I you mean, you, you're it. one to talk, Mr. <laughs> Mr. UX experience, beekeeper, hex and hobbies host. And <laughs> no, no, you got me on that one. You got to do it concurrently. And then, and then when people are listening to you talk, and then you were like, you know, when I was in med school, and they're like, what? <laughs> you were in med school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. So yeah, so I mean, all of that I did after I left the after I, I left a the, the college gig, which wasn't really a a leaving by choice. It was kind of mm -hmm. a forcible leaving. Um, <laughs> and if so you do a few after, more years, you can have tenor. We're just gonna, yeah. you know. Yeah, I wish I wish it was that. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were just like, yeah, we yeah we're we're. Yeah, you're no longer a fit here. And I'm kind of like, okay, all right. So uh, my my after I did that, I started a an an instructional design e learning course development company. That turned into a training company. I started to train a little bit more. After I did that, I started to kind of fine tune in the area of public speaking, keynoting, training. So the I, I still moved into training or still continue to train and coach mm -hmm. but the content switched a little bit from online course development and e-learning to leadership and communication so you know so where where i've landed 
right now where I am, there are two sides to our company. We work with on we work with leaders and organizations, helping them to figure out how to communicate critical messages mm-hmm. with confidence. And then on the small business coach side of things, we teach small business owners how to tell their stories on stage and on video so that they can attract their ideal audience and generate more income. Man, I love all of that. Okay. All of that is really awesome. I can almost call you a polymath or a renaissance man because you've done (laughs) so many things, right? And I loved your answer about how our parents, you know, they want us to be a doctor and an engineer because they can easily say, oh, my my, my my son's a doctor, my son's an engineer, or finished college like for my I didn't finish any college mm-hmm. like I don't have a degree to hold right. I, I did I went I did six years of community college <laughs> whatever that did for me but mm-hmm. they couldn't hold me down so my parents stopped bugging me I think about five six years ago you know they're like okay you're, <laughs> you're fine where you are they, they didn't bug me about going back and getting a degree now right. that doesn't mean that does it bother me that I don't have a degree? Maybe sometimes, but mm-hmm. most of the times it doesn't really. My brother-in-law, who's about a few years older than me, he didn't. He hadn't, uh, you know, finished college either. But now he's going back to college and he got accepted right. to Harvard. So I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Right. Do I want to do that in my at this point of my life, or maybe do I want to do it in the, in the next five years? I don't know. I'm very comfortable where I am right now, and the podcasting and learning and meeting people who are other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Watching them grow and looking at that formula that really make you makes the, the entrepreneur cycle work has been really it's been opening up for me. Yeah. That formula. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I think our society, depending on what how we've grown up, has kind of guilted us into thinking or feeling a certain way, right? Yeah. Because, you know, why is it that you feel guilty about not having a degree? I mean, Bill Gates doesn't have a degree. Steve Jobs didn't have a degree. Richard Branson didn't mm-hmm. have a degree. And That's we true. can keep going on Henry Ford. and mm-hmm. on and on. Mark Zuckerberg didn't have a degree, right? <laughs> All of these people dropped out of college or uh-huh. never went to college, right? And so the, our world is not about college. Our world is about, okay, what's the idea that you can plant your flag in that makes a difference in the world? What is the thing that makes a difference? Also, what is the thing that supports your family? What's the thing that supports you? What's the thing that you do that leaves a legacy for, you know, yourself, your family when when you're no longer here? And I think it's up to us to find that. Can college help with that? Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not the be all end all of any of that, of any of that. And, and people don't, you know, when people say they feel guilty about not having a college degree, I mean, I look at a lot of people and I'm like, listen, but what have you accomplished in life? If you accomplished things, I mean, do you have a house? Did you, did you buy a car? Do you have right. a job? Did, have you progressed in that job or did you stay at the same entry level place or, you know, what, what, right. what, what has been the, your process? Has there exactly. progress? Has there been progress in your process? And if it has, <laughs> right? then you yeah. then you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, college. You know, I love that answer. I love that answer, especially because 
no, college is not the end all be all, especially for people who have the desire mm -hmm. to do something with themselves. Now, college and is a great guidance principle. For example, mm -hmm. we say that Sure, Mark Zuckerberg never doesn't have a degree. Steve Jobs, you know, Bill Gates, they don't have degrees, yes. But they did go to college to right. figure out, hey, if that's something for them or not. Right. Where is their heart, you know, well, sitting I, in? I, so I'm going to disagree a little bit <laughs> about when they went because they were trying to figure out whether it was for them or not. Mm -mm. I don't know that that's the reason. I think the no. reason that they went was because of expectation. You finish high school, everybody's like, oh, you got to go to college. Right. Oh, you, if you're an athlete, oh, you got to go to college to, to, to be drafted into the, the, the NFL. I think the right. NBA is the only league a few years ago that was like, okay, you don't have to go to college. You can oh, come wow. to us right out of high school. But every other league is still like, oh, you got to go to college. Okay. The, the, you think about careers or jobs. Um, what are the questions that they ask you on your resume? Okay, what was your degree in mm -hmm. in college? So we've been mind wiped. We've we been brainwashed. Yes. Yeah, to think that okay, that is obviously the next logical step when it is not necessarily it's so. Not necessarily so that. I mean, you know, they went, but they were by the time they went to college, they were already doing amazing things. They were right. Yeah. They were they were they had stuff in their garage mm -hmm. that they had. We're, we're building that we're that we're figuring out that would blow the average person away absolutely and so they just went to uh you know to figure out the next thing or to or to to appease what yeah. was thought to be next and when they got there they were like wait a minute i'm smarter than all these people <laughs> 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 right? yeah. i don't need and, to be uh, hanging out yes right. oh my god like, oh my god I, that that yeah yeah, I'm, that, I'm I'm building this stuff that's making me money. It's, you know, it's exactly. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. So <laughs> we can keep going on that, man. It's it's. I love that. It's it's pretty amazing. Now, growing up, you know, mm -hmm. we have motivations. We have um, role models. What was what were some of yours to you know, advance in life because we do learn a lot from our parents. We learn from people yeah. who are around us. They influence us one way or another. Right. How is, how is that for yourself? Um, well, you know, I think growing up, my parents definitely were role models in, in some way, especially because my, you know, my mom was a teacher mm -hmm. for 30 plus years. My dad was a pastor, still is a pastor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, when are you going to retire? Um, but he's, he's still pastors a church in Virginia. And, but he was also a college professor mm -hmm. for, for a while. So education was in my family. So it's it kind family, of yeah. was natural in some ways that I went into education at least for a while. And currently what I do as a speaker, as a trainer still is, I mean, I'm still at my core a teacher. You're teaching, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's still that's still what I do. That's still, I believe, my gifting. Yeah. That's my calling in this world, to teach people. Right? And so, you know, those, my parents were those original role models in that area. But as I think, as I got older, as I began to explore entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. as I began to figure out, wait a minute, there's some stuff that I can do that nobody else has even really um, put in a neat box yeah. yet. There, I can kind of make my own path here. 
I began to look at people like Richard Branson, who, you know, I, I was, I'm still amazed that the oh, Virgin yeah. brand is like close to 500 companies. 500 right? companies. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm like, okay. You know, I, I'm looking at people like that. I'm like, okay. Um, number one, how do you manage all of that? Number two, I've got to switch my mindset from business owner to CEO, you know, yeah. from, from executor to strategic thinker, mm -hmm. right? Marshalling resources instead of using my own two hands all the time to get everything done. And so, you know, Richard Branson, I, you know, I look at the stories of people like, like Warren Buffett. I look at, uh, we're in Black History Month. I look at uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Mm -hmm. I look at Frederick Douglass. I look at some, I look at, um, what's his, what's this dude's name? Uh, my goodness. George Washington Carver, right? I look at a lot of these people and I'm kind of thinking, oh, okay. Hmm. Literally had ideas and they were not, maybe they were afraid, but they were courageous yeah. enough to put these ideas out into the world and do something with it that was a little bit different than the, than the normal path. I mean, you think about George Washington Carver, who thinks, mm -hmm. listen, I'm gonna try to make everything I can out of peanuts. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yes. make some oil out of peanuts i'm gonna make some butter out of peanuts i'm gonna make dessert out of, out of peanuts i think i'm gonna make some ice cream out of peanuts right who, who sits down and says you know I, I think i'm gonna make everything possible yeah out of peanuts yeah so like, when when somebody's going going that path down that path you you wonder you know, what were their influences to even mm -hmm. get them to, because I'm always looking at, like I have three kids and I see their characteristics and how they're grown up and who yeah. they were influenced when they were from age zero to three. You know, mm -hmm. who was in their lives paying the most attention and giving the most examples of how to be. And I see a lot of patterns of, I see a lot of patterns. I'm like, wow, that is interesting. That is why this kid wants to do this all the time. This kid can be fine by himself. This kid always needs to be, you know, the boss of everybody. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see all of that. And then where they're heading would be really interesting to see as, as they grow up. It's, it's amazing, fascinating. Yeah. Now, since you are a teacher and you're teaching your group, you're setting up, uh, you're getting ready to set up your uh, program next week. What are some of the things that you can share with our audience that they can immediately take into and, you know, take action and apply into their lives or apply into their entrepreneurship? Because a lot of the audience here is in the entrepreneur mindset. You know, I started the podcast at first, just talking about my little journey, but then the more mm -hmm. I delve into it, I was like, you know, there has to be more to what I'm just doing by documenting my own journey. And as I listen and I learn from other experts and entrepreneurs, it became a lot more clear. So help us out here. How, how can somebody uh, take some of the teachings or some of the things that you teach uh, in your seminars and in your programs? And right. Well, the biggest thing that we teach is about communication, about storytelling. So if somebody is a small business owner, mm -hmm. what we really teach people is, listen, if you've got a product, if you've got a solution, if you've got something that you believe can solve a challenge, 
for someone. It's not about chucking that t-shirt at them. It's not about chucking that product at them. It's about why. It's about why why are you doing this? What is the thing inside of you? What is the story that you can tell that allows people to know why this is meaningful to you? And have you used it? Have you have you navigated some specific challenge that allowed you to say, you know what, I want to fix this thing in the world? All right? Because yeah. um, you know, Steve, uh not Steve, Simon Sinek mm-hmm. has this this great book, Start with Why. He's also got this TED talk that people can look up called How Great Leaders Inspire Action. And and he, in, in that he talks about, he says, people don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it. And he gave exactly. an example of Apple and and the whole example was around, okay, Apple was not the first company to create an MP3 player. Nope. No, right? they were not. Mm-hmm. Back in the early 2000s, I had a bunch of them. I had a Creative Zen. I had I an those. iRiver H10. I had um, a Microsoft Zune. You remember those? <laughs> I remember the Zune. Oh my God, I was so fascinated by it. <laughs> right? So, and then after that, I got an iPod. Mm. After I got my iPod, I never had any other MP3 player after. Nope. They solved all of their problems. They right. solved the problem for themselves because yeah. they were facing yeah. it right while, while using the other MP3 players. Yeah. And I wasn't, and I, and I didn't even get the first iPod. I, <laughs> I got like the third generation, like uh-huh. the iPod classic or whatever. So, because the first, the first couple, I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, I don't know. And, and then they just kind of upped their marketing and, and their marketing kind of leaned, moved away from, Hey, our product is better than yours. Yeah. It just, it moved into, Hey, listen, we are, we're innovative. We are, we have this, this ecosystem and doing this appeals to your sense of um, uniqueness kind of ironic, but, and, and, and luxury in some ways. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I kind of started to move over into that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because now you kind of feel a part of this club. Now you feel a part of this thing where, you know, you've, you've got your entire library, you've got all of your mm-hmm. experiences and your nostalgic connections in your pocket. Yeah. Are you team blue or team green? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it's the biggest thing that that people can can really take away from what we teach is okay if you want to connect with people if you want to sell a product first you've got to connect with people and the best way to do that is through story yeah i love that because as human beings we love stories our kids grew up on listening to stories you know dad can you can you read me this bedtime story even though you've read it a hundred times They'll want to listen to that story because two things are happening. Number one, they're getting to listen to a story that they like. Number two, they're hanging out with their dad. They're hanging out with their mom, right? We love being communicated. We, we love being connected with each mm-hmm. other. And and we've we just seen that in the past two years during the pandemic. And we're, you know, we're right. still trying to come off of it. How many of these Zoom calls have we been sitting in? because we <laughs> feel so we want to be feel connected now it's different it, it's different depending on if you're doing a zoom call with other like-minded people versus doing a zoom call for your work 
right? right. So one, one, you're gonna jump on right away. The other one, you're gonna be a little reluctant in joining in. It all comes down to, okay, what's the mindset? Where's this conversation gonna go? Yeah. Man, I love yeah, that. absolutely. Um, what keeps you motivated in coming back and teaching people what you teach? Wow. I, I don't know that I'm always motivated to teach okay. people. I'm more so motivated to learn things. Hmm. And when I learn things, I like to teach people what I've learned. I like to take people take people on a journey. I'm not one of those who, okay, let me go do it. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Yeah. And then figure it all out and then come back two years later and say, oh yeah, I made millions of dollars because I did this. I'm one of those who is, okay, let me try to figure this out. And um, I'm going to tell y'all, that I'm trying to figure this out or that I'm doing this and come on on the journey with me. Let's, let's, let's do this together. And, and if I happen to learn quicker than you, and, 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 and the truth is I do have a gift for assembling and assimilating and, and synthesizing information quicker mm -hmm. than, than some other people, especially in the area of, of technology and, yeah. and, and, and communication. Right. So I, I'll see things and I'm like, yep, I want to use that. Let me sit down. Let me learn it. Okay, cool. I do it. And then I go and then I share that with people and people are like, oh my gosh, how'd you do that? And I'm like, what are you talking about that? Because I took it for granted. It was, it was yeah, easy for me. Take it for granted. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing that you did with the camera. I mean, I'm like, I, I didn't do anything. I, you know, but that's, I think what motivates me is the constant, um, stimulation of always yeah. learning new things and then taking people on that journey. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's your, <clears throat> as human beings, you're solving that cur curiosity yeah. thing that's in our brains, right? That, that desire for curiosity to solve problems. Mm -hmm. But then also we love, we just love tinkering with things, right? Right. Some of us do. <laughs> Some, I know I <laughs> Some do. Some of us do. Yeah, you know, some of us do. Other people are like, you know, they just they want to get to place of comfort, and then they're yeah. like, okay, cool, just just leave it it's, there. It's like in the perfect position. Thing. Don't don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. 
<laughs> and I'm kind of like, no, I think, what, what if he moved it to the left a little bit? Yeah. What, 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 what would that do? Right. <laughs> so, no, so. I, I absolutely agree. You know, it's, it's fascinating when, when you solve problems, when you find a solution and then you just share it with people because people, some people just want to see, hey, can you just solve this problem for me? Because I'm trying to do this other thing. Right. And just come and do that for me. It's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not for everybody. And we're just lucky enough to find each other <laughs> through the communities that we're part of. Yeah. And as the power of communication, communities are so, so important yeah. as we not only built our own setups or studios or, or knowledge base, yeah. but also as we learn and, and um, figure out what's the next thing for us to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a part of what keeps us vibrant, what keeps us young yeah. in some ways. So this, this year is, I'll be 50 years old wow. this year. And for me, I, you know, I've acquired a lot of experience, but I mean, mostly when I share, share that with people, they're like, oh, for real? You don't seem, and I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I've, I've been doing some things quite a while. I mean, when mm -hmm. I say that I've, I was a teacher yeah. for almost a decade or a decade, um, they're like, how did you spend that long doing that and still have like four businesses that you did yeah. for yeah. like four years or five years each or six years or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, some of that stuff I was, I was doing like right alongside. I would right alongside, finish yeah. one <laughs> during the day and then I'd stay up late doing the other thing. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I love, I absolutely love that. <clears throat> Let's get into some more conversational style or I don't know. You'll, you will let's see if we can get some more out of our time. Uh, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Man, you know, when I was a kid, I loved trains. Mm. I love trains and, uh, I had a train set that I, that I built and it was in my room. It took up a lot of the floor, Yeah, but we didn't really have, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. I was a, I was mm -hmm. a pastor's kid. Um, and so getting more trains or doing things to get more trains wasn't something that I, um, I pursued, mm -hmm. but I, I loved the putting together of the trains. I loved, you know, building the little city or the little community that yeah. the trains ran through trains and racetrack, like racetracks, like oh, little cars man. on the racetracks, <laughs> um, remote control vehicles. I, mm -hmm. I love, I love those. So, I mean, if you give me a remote control vehicle right now, I mean, yeah, I'd, Let's go. I'd be outside on a dirt field trying to jump it over little ramps and stuff. <laughs> so, hey man, man, those yeah. things are so fun. I actually got a, RC car back in 2000 mm -hmm. that I still have. It's an all wheel drive wow. and I need to put some new tires on it, maybe get a new body, yeah. but that thing still runs. And it's, you know, it's, wow. I, I, it still holds a value that I, you know, put into it's a carbon fiber body. It's really fast. And I was like, this is fun. And so, so I try to get my kids into stuff that I like to do. Like they have yeah. helicopters and they have, RC cars and whatnot they play around with. In fact, my son did a little short police chase video with his RC car and my uh, my other son's RC car. So they're both chasing, right. chasing each other. So that was really fun. 
uh, little video that they made. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. What did you want to be when you were a child? I honestly don't know how to answer that. I I don't. I mean, I if when I think back about you know everybody's ask ask kids the questions. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I don't remember having a real answer. Mm. I don't remember. I, I, you know, I might have said the you know, the casual thing. Oh yeah. I want to be a doctor, that type of yeah. thing. I, I don't remember ever really wanting that though. And I, as I think back, I don't n remember having a strong pull or desire to mm -hmm. a specific career. Um, sure. And I think the, the seasons of my life that I've gone through maybe lend to that because I, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about polymath, multi-potentialites, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I have done quite a few things and I've enjoyed doing all those things. Yeah. And so I think that there's, uh, there was a piece of me that maybe as a kid didn't want to choose one specific thing because yeah. I enjoyed a lot of things. So maybe that's my no, that <laughs> No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because you and I, you know, we, we've lived some some years, mm -hmm. right? And I remember that, hey, I wanted to be a pilot. Right. Because flying planes and RC planes. I've got an RC helicopter that I haven't been able to get off the ground because mm -hmm. I don't know how to work it. Right. And um, it'd be fun to, you know, do something like that. Now, with video games, I don't know if you played any video games growing oh, yeah. up or mm -hmm. even in the past couple of, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. even yesterday, I don't know. Um, but I, I remember playing some, you know, fighter jet games and they were a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this I did is... a bunch of things. So like um, my dad was, and my dad was progressive in a lot of ways. So, mm -hmm. you know, when this like in the eighties, we were probably the first family that I knew personally that had a computer, right? That was back in the day with, you know, you, you could start up the computer and go have two meals and then come back. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, it's just like getting to the login screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you, mm -hmm. you had the, uh, what the five and one eighth floppy disks. Um, yeah. You know, so that, that was, that was back in the day. So I remember my dad having this computer and he pretty much just bought it for, you know, he's working on his doctorate and, um, you know, word processing. So he had like word sure, star yeah. and, and multi-mate um, pro <laughs> programs. Anybody who knows those, that's like, you're old. Yeah. If you know what we're talking about, you know, <laughs> so, drop a message. <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, I remember learning basic and building some basic programs like you mm -hmm. know i would program a guy running like a stick figure yeah. something running and i'm like oh i made a guy run right and you spent you spent hours putting this thing together <laughs> typing in the code and you made a guy run across yeah. the screen and and that was like huge right yeah. so mm -hmm. um i back then i i enjoyed programming Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed, but it wasn't so much the programming of it because I right. could not see myself now as a computer programmer is the outcome, right? It was the learning of the process. Oh, I conquered that challenge. Yeah. Oh, I made this happen. Oh, I built this. And so if I think about it, 
I I like building things. I I mm-hmm. like uh, I've been building a a business. I built. I like to build trains. I loved um, you know Lego stuff, building, putting yeah. things together. I don't yeah. know that I would be an architect, but mm-hmm. I enjoy building things. I enjoy building people. I enjoy seeing people at one place and learning something new, adding a new brick on top of that and adding a new brick and adding a new thing that, that, that causes their story to grow. And so, you know, I, you know, thank you for this therapy session. I I really appreciate you helping me make sense of my life. (laughs) I love it because, you know, when, when we understand how we work, yeah, it just makes it so much easier. You, 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 you don't have any, any questions and and then you can just continue to move forward because, Hey, I've solved that kind of problem. I love that. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite movie or TV show? I don't have a favorite movie or TV show. I am particular to superhero flicks though. Okay. I love like anything Marvel. Um, I want to watch, um, superheroes. Like, okay. if I had if I had to choose, I would watch that. So like all the superhero shows on like the CW, um, uh-huh. Supergirl, Batwoman, Batman, you know, Flash. My wife comes in and she's like, why are you watching that? They're so terrible. The acting is horrible. Blah, blah, blah. I know and they I'm, have terrible acting. I'm like, but they're superheroes, though. Yes. They're superheroes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. They don't have to follow any specific acting guidelines. They're superheroes. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're we're in right line because I love the same kind of moves as you're talking about. Um, in that line, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh man! If I got to play a character or the main character, could be uh, a main, uh, would it, whichever. It would be any of those super. You can't go wrong. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Transformers, yeah. Um, Superman, yeah. Flash, yeah. Right, yeah. Any of those. Uh, Green Lantern, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. So, who out of all of those is your favorite superhero? Man, um, you're asking tough questions, dude. You're making me choose. <laughs> I don't know that I have a favorite superhero. I think mm-hmm. I have superpowers that i would like to acquire i think okay if i if i had to choose a superpower um it would probably be speed like mm. flash i don't know that flash is my favorite superhero but sure. i would if i had to choose a superpower I, w- I would love speed would would probably be my number one well superman is uh, almost as fast as the Flash. I know we we saw we saw them kind of compete in in Justice League. Yeah, but Superman has Kryptonite, so I mean, you He's, just you kind of I mean, you gotta have some. You jack him up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, thing is, um, <clears throat> I was listening to Alan Watts. I, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's mm-hmm. he wrote a he's got a series of um, series of things, series of speeches that he's done. Right. And the book's called Yoret. So he talks about how necessary both black and white are. Mm-hmm. Zero and one. Right. Night and day. The heart, you know, the rhythm, like every, you need a head and a tail. Yeah. 
So it's it's necessary. So kryptonite is almost like the tail and balancing out. All right, he's a superhero, but okay, fine. Now, yeah. Captain Marvel. It's <laughs> a totally different yeah. ball game over there, right? Mm -hmm. She's pure energy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so I, this, I, this is a conversation. I mean, we could be talking about superheroes for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think the, the, the whole kryptonite thing is kind of like, okay, yeah, everybody knows it. And if you really want to beat Superman, you mm -hmm. know this one thing that you can use to beat him. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you want to beat yeah. Flash, if you want to beat some of the other super, you got to be creative. There's not like a you got to be creative. Uh, Flash That's Kryptonite true. is like you got. Well, well, out there's the reverse Flash, and you know all the other uh, speed. Well, yeah, force. but they still had to be creative. I mean, they, they have had to. to the, yeah. People had to figure out the different, you know, weight, speed force, blah 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 blah, and yeah. then they figured out another speed force, like uh, yeah, uh, you know, so <laughs> reboot it. Yeah, so you know. But but with Superman, it's just it's just kryptonite. You it's would think kryptonite. by now that Superman would have figured out a suit or something <clears> that would reverse the effects of kryptonite. I think they, <laughs> I think Supergirl they they built a suit for Supergirl, which they was did. kryptonite. Yeah, yes. right. You remember that one? They did. Man, I love I love that stuff. I I don't know if I've I've I don't know if I can't remember if I've seen every single episode because I know some of them like be, after the. During the pandemic, they kind of like paused everything. Mm. So I know there might be some episodes that I haven't finished watching, but overall, it's it's a really cool thing that they've been able to put together, like a whole yeah. timeline of things. And I'm really excited to see what they do with the Marvel Universe, especially now that it's all under the same house, right? Under right. Disney. With Disney, yeah. Um, they, they, you know, they've also absorbed all of the X Men characters, or you know, all of the licensing with Fox, and yeah. so it'll be really cool to see if, if do are they ever gonna bring Wolverine back, or you know, w what's happening with the X Men? It's it's gonna be really interesting to see. And I heard rumors about how the new Fantastic Four, yeah. and I think John Krasinski is gonna play, uh, what's his name? I can't remember, I can't remember anymore. The smart guy, I forget his name. Yeah, the smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this yeah. is kind of sad being superhero <laughs> experts yeah. and not knowing Mr. Fantastic. I mean, Mr. Fantastic, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it'll be it'll be awesome to see. And um you know the beautiful part about uh watching superhero movies and, and looking at the journey and what it takes to actually make a super movie. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 almost uh, synonymous or parallel with building a business. Yeah, because it takes them about three, maybe two to three years, all of the pre-production to build that movie up. Yeah, yeah. And you finish it. <laughs> you watch the whole thing in three hours. Yeah. Right. And business is the same way. Yep. When you really hit high, it's the pat. It's and people think, oh, an overnight sensation. Like, what are mm -hmm. you talking about? Yep. <laughs> We've been uh, doing this for decades. <laughs> yep. yep. Building it up. I love that. All right. Last question. Now, these are basically my you know standard questions toward the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, last one is, if you were a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game, 
you're a board game. Man, um, I don't know my what I would be. I mean, mm -hmm. if I had to choose a board game to play, um, my two favorite are Monopoly and the Game of Life. Mm. Those, those, are, gotten, those are my games. So I, I've gotten those answers a lot from yeah? a lot of us, people like us, because it's it's a lot like okay on the monopoly where do you you know what part of it what part of the board or what part of the city do you want to own yeah and the game of life is like okay you got life right <laughs> you right. don't know what's you know what you're gonna get yeah so the monopoly thing. i think the, the the part for me that that i love is the acquisition but also the negotiation the negotiation, like, yeah. You know, will you sell me that property? I, I'm really trying to complete this. I'm trying to get Marvin Gardens to complete right. the, the yellows <laughs> over here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I like the, nego the negotiation part of it. Nice, nice. I like that a lot, dude. This is this is a, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, talking with you, Robert, and uh, also known as RK3. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, it's been amazing, you know. Thank you, thank you for taking the time out to having this chill conversation with us, and you know, taking us through your journey and all the amazing things that you've done over the years. Where can my audience find you, and um, what's the next thing that you're putting out there? Uh, they can find me. I try to make it easy. Robert Kennedy three on all social platforms except for TikTok. Uh, somebody took my Robert Kennedy three there, so I'm real oh, Robert man. Kennedy three on TikTok. I don't really have much <laughs> content there yet, but it's coming. Sure. It's coming. Uh, but nice. yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Robert Kennedy three on all those platforms. My speaker website is robertkennedy3.com. And if they want to connect with me, uh, you can find me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. We've got a community on Facebook and you can go to storytellersgrowthlab.com and click the join the community button and connect with nice. me there. Uh, as far as what's coming next, we've got the Story to Stage Summit, which is coming up tomorrow. Um, that's a two day summit and we really are helping people figure out how to grow their visibility, attract their ideal audience and generate income using the one thing that is unique to you. That's your story. And so that's, that's what's coming up next. And yeah, a bunch of other stuff I'm on a few other summits, the growth King summit coming up nice. after next week after that. So, uh, yeah, that's what's happening in my space right now. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. And we'll be sure to include all the links yeah. to your group and to your socials, as well as your website in the show notes for the episode when it comes out. And um, I'm sure people can come back, like depending on when this episode drops, they come back and learn more about the Story Summit yep. and the, the other things that you're running. <clears throat> well, thank you so much again. This was a fun conversation and we'll talk to you next time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Janine. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.